How are you? Hi, David. Lovely to talk. Fantastic. And, and look, we appreciate you doing this, 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 this afternoon today, actually. And then, look, before we begin, just a little bit about yourself, if you can, and, and when you um, actually told me something when you became um, the uh, first deputy chair of the ACCC, that's very, very exciting. We're awfully, really pleased to have you here. I'm very pleased to be here. I've been at the ACCC on and off now for well over 15 years. And we do a broad range of work, but the scams work is the one that, the part that most has my heart. Right. And so, you, so, so like, have you been the, the uh, first deputy chair for a, a while now? Uh, look, I've been deputy chair. We have two of them. I'm what they call the consumer deputy chair. So my job is to make sure we look after consumers well. And I've been here this time since 2012. Terrific. Excellent. And so you're, you're, you're really passionate uh, public servant, aren't you? I am. I love that. I'm proud to be a public servant. I, I, I get upset when people are rude about public servants because I think most people who work in the public service are trying to do the right thing by the community. We agree with you. We, we, we do agree with that. Okay. Um, so, 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 like, so, so how would the ACCC or the Australian Competition Commission then actually, um, like, uh, like, like, consider or to qualify as being a scam, what would what would qualify the scam in the uh, in your guys' um, point of view? There's no official definition of scams, but I think of scams as when somebody tricks you out of either your personal information or your money. So steals your money and steals your personal information. Right, so they can vary then, right? They, they can vary a huge amount, and we even see some scams where the victim does nothing at all, but the scammer manages, for instance, to port their telephone number and then commit scams. So they are getting increasingly sophisticated and difficult to spot. Wow. Um, okay. Like, uh, like, uh, and so I guess the ACCC's work would be quite detailed then, wouldn't it? And, of course, it would include scam watchers also. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, can you tell us a bit of the scope of what the ACCC actually does on a, on, a, on a regular basis in the commission? What do you... What's the scope of your work that you guys do with them, um, and especially regarding the scam watch? We were curious to know about that. I'll give you the big picture, then get into the scam side. That'd be fantastic. So the ACCC, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, is responsible for making markets fair. 
So that means ensuring that markets and, and businesses act competitively, they don't act anti-competitively, and protecting consumers and including protecting us from unsafe products. And we also do something known as regulating monopolies. Monopolies is when you have just one business um, and no competition so they can charge whatever they like and we try to keep their, those charges at a sensible level and not let them rip off people, basically. But the scams work we do is really interesting. We ask people who've been exposed to a scam, even if they aren't a victim of a scam, to let us know about it. And with the information people provide us, we do a few things. We use the information to, war to warn others about the scams that are around and how to avoid them. We also take the data we get and we, we try to disrupt scams because most scammers are overseas. So traditional policing doesn't work as well. But for instance, we share scam phone numbers with the telcos so that they can block them. We scare, scam bank account numbers with the banks so that they can make sure that money doesn't go to those accounts. We share intelligence with a range of with social media, with banks and others, so everyone can get better at identifying scams and stopping them because we really need a whole of the community response if we're ever going to beat scams. Would the HLC actually be aware of the actual percentage of scam victims who actually uh, like identify as having a disability um, within that mix? We, we've, we've run the numbers on this. We got asked about it the other day too because we've been doing a bit of work around disability. Around about 8% of victims, give or take a little bit depending upon the, when we do t test the data, around about 8% of um, scam victims have a disability. Wow. And I guess the suffering there would be quite, quite intense for some of us, wouldn't it? Uh, look, it is really, really terrible. I think some of the worst cases we see people with disability are those with an intellectual disability who get caught up in romance scams and, you know, lose their money and have their hearts broken. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, uh, so just on the, so just on that enforcement um, activity of um, the uh, commission, and what type of enforcement actions would you be taking to actually combat um, the actual toll that, that, that scams actually take um, or actually have on people with disabilities? What, what were the types of actions that the Commission would do regarding enforcement of, of, um, of stopping scams? Would that, would that be a um, part of the role of the, um, con of the consumer protection side of the HLC? We don't do a traditional policing role, mainly because the scammers are overseas, but we do give intelligence to the police so that they can catch scammers. What we do is we seek to disrupt scams to stop them. And there's three parts to this. First of all, we try to stop the scammers reaching consumers in the first place. So we do a lot of work with the telcos, with social media, so they get better at identifying scams and, stop, and stopping them before they reach people. Then the second part of what we do is we try to make people aware of how to recognise scams and how to avoid them and how to protect themselves. And then the final part of the puzzle, because many of us will become a victim to scams because they're very hard to, to recognise, is working with the banks and others to try and ensure that the money doesn't go to the scammers, that even if they've 
the consumers started to part with it, that they, just they stop it going to the scammers and people get their money back. Right, okay. Yeah, and, like, um, like, uh, and so, so you'd be working with, like, the, the, uh, the Australian so Federal Police, or would you be working with them at all, partly with them enforcement action? We have been working with the Australian Federal Police, and they, they had a great action last year. There was a scam around called Flubot. Right which affected people who had an Android phone, so any phone that wasn't an Apple phone. And you would get a text message saying there was a parcel you need to click here to get it. They had a lot of excuses, but they got you to click a link and it downloaded something called malware onto your device, which then gave them access to your passcodes, banking, etc. Wow. And this, uh, it was terrible. And we'd never had so many complaints about one scam as we did with that. We shared all our information with the federal police. The federal police joined up with overseas um, policing agencies because this had also gone through all of Europe and the UK. And earlier this year, they caught the culprits and put an end to the scam. So sometimes traditional law enforcement does work. That's fantastic. It really is good news to know that, yeah, because I mean, these, I mean, these things actually are really repressing and, they, and it's important that we actually, you know, have that um, the cooperation and collaboration with agencies to actually have the uh, these issues actually dealt with, isn't it? You know, it's 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 key that that collaboration, isn't it, with with between the, within the commission and the police and other agencies to have to combat the um, rated scams, isn't that? I mean, wouldn't you agree, agree Delia? I think it's very important, and to the extent we have scammers who are located in Australia, the police have been putting a lot more resources into catching them. So we've seen quite a few local scammers caught as well by police recently. Fantastic. Um, yeah, like so. So just on the price that is paid by the victims and their families, I mean, that'd be rather a, a, an intensive experience for some of them, wouldn't it? Because I mean. Scams have such a, a huge toll on on, the, on on people's like like you know like um like psychology and their mental health and their stress levels etc and, and their family structures too wouldn't it so and would, would there be would there be a huge price paid at all with that Delia David you are so right there is a huge price people lose confidence in the online world and we all need to interact on that these days they lose a sense of trust people feel embarrassed um, and some people's whole lives are thrown into chaos because they lose all their money we see scams where people don't just lose the money they have in the bank they've mortgaged their house they lose all of that and if, it, if it's been a scam where they really believed in what they were doing and they've told friends and family to get involved too they may also lose friends and family so the impact of these scams, especially romance scams, are truly terrible, unfortunately. Um, so, so I mean, just on that, with the with the ACCC, we'll be looking at how the, having some sort of like um, community engagement and the education programs for, for people as to you know how to actually um, like raise awareness amongst consumers of how to actually you know, lift their knowledge and understanding of of scams so they can actually. And be better prepared for that type of things that are happening in their lives? Would that be an area that the Commission would, would actually be working on or not? That is something we work on every day in lots of different ways. So me talking to you right now is part of our education piece. Our 
our main website, scamwatch.gov.au, has great information and you can sign up for emails that give you all the latest information about scams. Plus, the, the scams team will often go out and do presentations to community groups, including groups for people with disability, and talk to them about what we're seeing and, and how to avoid being scammed. Fantastic. You're a cryptid Australia. We actually value that information, um, you know, um, distribution and we, and we value the idea of uh, spreading knowledge and, you know, inside across and it's really important for us to be part of that, you know, journey as well. So, yeah, it's, it's really important we actually can have that as well in friend society. Um, like now, now, just in relation, in relation to the recent um, Optus like, data breach, um, how do you think best, like, Optus customers who actually have disabilities could actually be better equipped to actually um, handle such incidents for them, for them in the future with regard to the, the Optus issue that was of late? The thing about the Optus data breach is that consumers haven't done anything wrong. They'd, you know, they have to provide data to get their account and that has been stolen. But there are things we can all do to protect ourselves from scams. So having good antivirus software on our computers is important and strong passwords even though they're a pain. For things like your bank account, set small transaction limits so people can't take too much out and have something known as multi-factor authentication, which means, for instance, if you're paying a new person, um, before the payment will go through, you'll get an, an SMS on your phone to confirm that you want to pay that person. Um, remembering not to click on links is important really important. Um, if you're worried about identity theft, people are entitled to a free credit reference report every three months, and that will tell you if anyone's been opening accounts in your names. Um, so, And there's lots of great information at scamwatch.gov.au to help you know how to better protect yourself. Always oh, good to get in the plugs, right, Dilly? It's very important. <laughs> it is. It's an important address. Got to always put the plugs. Well, I know <laughs> that's that's fine. Like like now, I mean, just just out of our interest, ideally, I mean, what do you what do you find the best part of your job is as first deputy chair of um, the ACCC, the commission? What do you what do you like the most about your job? I love everything about my job. I'm very lucky. I like doing things like this. I like meeting new people who are interested in caring and getting the word out there about how to protect yourself. I like. Our enforcement committee, where we decide whether we're going to take action against someone who's done the wrong thing, and you know, working with the teams to do such great work, um, identifying problems and then taking them to court. I enjoy our product safety work. So one of the good things we've just done in product safety is well, a couple of important things. One is make quad bikes safer, and there have been so many terrible accidents of quad bikes with people dying or being permanently disabled as a result of it, and a lot of new um, safety rules that will protect children, particularly around button batteries. So I'm lucky. I have an interesting job where I like to think we're trying to do good every day. Okay. And again, also the flip side, what's the worst bit of your job? Do you just out of interest? Do we know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's some bits I'm just not very good at. Some of the very economic bits... Things like something called the WAC, which I had to Google the first time I saw it, that's not my skill set. 
But luckily, we've got others who are very good at it, so they don't need me for it. <laughs> okay, Leahy. And of course, finally, um, do you have any? Did like are there any positions within or ways that that are, that are people with disabilities can actually um, be part of the committee process of the ACCC at all? Do you have any mechanisms for um, you know for like, for like community representatives to actually serve? Um, with you guys in, in the um, commission at all? We certainly employ a number of people with disability and we have consultative... Really? Yeah, we do. Fantastic. Well, we should speak to one of them. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and, and it's very much one of our goals is to make sure that we represent the whole community, including those with disability. We have a range of consultative committees. We don't have a specific one on disability. However, we do have people on those committees who are close to disability communities and who will talk, but we reach out and, like, we've gone and met with disability community groups and, and talked about what are the things you think we need to be doing. And as a result of one of those meetings, for instance, now every year when we do our targeting scams report, we have a whole section on people with disability so we can track that and we now ask questions about it so we can track it. So we're always trying to do better in this space. Wonderful, and of course, uh, and of course, just finding as well. Do you have any um, any uh, further like uh, advice you'd like to actually offer to our audience on how they can actually um, better prepare themselves and equip themselves for to um, navigate the world of of you know, preventing themselves from being a, a victim of um, a scam at all? I think at the end of the day, we spend so much of our lives online. Scammers can pretend to be anyone. Um, so you have to be sceptical and wary. And if you're not sure about something, just hang up, hit delete. Uh, if, you, if you think it might be right but you're not sure, contact the organisation they say they are. And remember, never click on links, never give someone remote access to your computer. And, and be on guard. Unfortunately, we, you know, we're a society that needs trust to function but we need to be a little less trusting. Absolutely. Like, thank you for joining us on Crypto Australia. Uh, and we appreciate you, you being part of us and keen to actually have you on again. If you ever wish to pop on the podcast again, you're most welcome to. Thanks, Delia. Thanks for joining us. Jonathan and David, it's been really lovely spending time with you. I've enjoyed it. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.